Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Do you know what rocks? NXT. If you watch it in the way you're meant to, it is a proper roller coaster where anything can happen. Plus, you may see the superstars of tomorrow. I tell you, I love it. It has been through so many guises over the years, however, but the one constant has been those damn takeover shows. So I went and binge watched them all. What did I learn? Let's go. Also, subscribe. Number 10, The Lost Classics. There are so many good matches on these pay per views and across the entire wrestling landscape that a bunch of absolute bangers are totally forgotten about today. It's not right. There's Neville versus Finn Balor from TakeOver Rival, Charlotte Flair versus Sasha Banks from Our Revolution, The Ascension versus Callisto and El Local from the first flipping one. I mean, these are happy times. Watching Baron Corbin tear people apart as the crowd chants along will make you baffled as to why WWE never did the same thing on the main roster too. And then there's quite literally everything Tyler Breeze was doing. There's a reason people were talking about him as the brand grew and he just smashed it with Sami Zayn, Hideo Itami and that fatal four-way where he took on Zane, Neville, and Tyson Kidd. You need to go and watch all of these, because I would say they're as good now as they were when they were written. Number nine, the women's matches, because they're all flabbing great. We don't need to go over the obvious ones, but make sure you write these down. You've got Charlotte vs. Natalia at the first ever takeover, which was branded as the best female WW match ever at the time. And that continued when she defended against Sasha Banks and Bailey. Banks and Becky Lynch then continued this at Unstoppable, and there's no point talking about Bailey and Sasha. We know that one really is all time. Oscar then flies in and raises the bar again, and everything she does since defeating the hugger at Dallas in 2016 was sublime. And when she gets called up, who walks in, damn Shayna Baszler. The succession plan was amazing. I mean, you can even go back to 2014 when Emma and Paige kicked this all off and just go yip. It is unreal how much consistency this division has. Probably something we should do on Raw and SmackDown. Number eight, NXT Brooklyn is super important. In 2012 and 2013, as Triple H's in-ring career was winding down, he turned his attentions to NXT and decided this was next. The irony. He quietly shuffled things around for a couple of years when from nowhere it became the home for lapsed WWE fans desperate for a slice of something new. The TakeOver specials, as already mentioned, became so good even the main roster was rumored to be a bit annoyed because whereas they were hamstrung, the game was letting his troops run wild. It was great. It was always going to build to something and when you go through it all, NXT Brooklyn does feel like this point. I mean, they sold out a huge building over SummerSlam weekend, had a raucous crowd, and presented a card so good it wasn't topped. 
not sure who could. It all led into that match I said we weren't going to discuss, but much like Arnold Schwarzenegger in Commando, I lied. Because, number seven, Bailey versus Banks is an incredibly important match. Yep, just go and watch it right now. It's fair to say that WWE struggled with its identity from 2010 to 2019, simply because there was no competition. They could just go do whatever they wanted, Nobody was going to stop them. It's one of the reasons so many fans latched onto NXT because it had its own personality and nothing summed it up more than the war between Sasha Banks and Bayley. It felt like an even bigger deal because the women's division on Raw and SmackDown was all over the place and the hashtag give divas a chance tied into this. It was time to do something new and bam, here it was. These two also knew they had the opportunity to change the game and my gosh did they. So important as they were in the main event but everybody else on the show should be thankful for that. Nobody was going to touch this. It also made the NXT women's title feel massive when Bayley finally won. Talk about a moment. Things were never going to be the same again. Even though today there are a few growing pains, that is true. We have never looked back. Number six, the four horse women were real. I don't mean they were like ghosts or something. I mean they had a proper bond. They also all linked together as after Sasha and Bailey had rocked the wrestling world, they were joined by Charlotte and Becky because a couple of them or three knew they were about to be called up. The work was done. Kinda. It did involve all four breaking character, but it was still lovely to see. And no, this wasn't the same as the cat and call back in 1996. In the mid-90s, kayfabe was deemed unbreakable. Don't pretend that was the case here. It wasn't. We all knew. Instead, what this signified is everything we've already talked about. Four wrestlers had gotten together and decided to shift perception no matter what. And yeah, that's what they did. Just go and watch the reaction to this too. People loved it. And that is the idea of wrestling... It exists to entertain. Number five, the revival rule. I mean, that's no shock, but they really do. I suppose when you think about the revival's WWE run, you do go to the main roster where Vince McMahon just didn't know what to do with them. But down in NXT, just amazing. Much like the women wanted to reclaim female grappling and reframe it, I think that's what the future FTR wanted to do for tag team wrestling too. And yeah, mission success. Dash Wilder and Scott Dawson as they were then may have felt like a throwback act, but they used to smash it with American Alpha, Enzo and Cass before going into all of that magic with DIY. I mean, you couldn't ask for any more. It reminded you what two-on-two wrestling could be. It's why all of a sudden they started to get mentioned in the same breath as the Young Bucks, who were the best tag team in the world, and why when they did jump to AEW, we were all desperate to see it. There was no way it could ever be bad. It's also the reason, however, why the Revival wanted out of WWE. It was this kind of shebang they wanted to bring to Mondays and Fridays. They weren't allowed, mostly because McMahon just isn't into this style of wrestling. He's allowed to do that, but man... What a missed opportunity. Number four, the rise of DIY is as good as you remember. And it is the same with this. So, so good. It's why WWE should just reunite them on Raw and have Johnny Gargano and Tommaso Ciampa go forward together again. Because they are incredible as a unit and they get better the further you go. They just have amazing tag match after amazing tag match before winning the NXT tag team titles. And by the time Ciampa turns on a guard, no, forget about it, you're totally invested again. I mean, just repeat it on the main roster, even if it did go on forever. Those that have never seen it will be in awe. I just think together they're greater than WWE will ever let them be individually. 
going through the saga for a second time gives them a solid two years of television in front of a larger audience. And now as I sit here and think about it, how can that be deemed as a negative? Which is also why, number three, The Fall is even better, sort of. We've already chatted about how they did eventually fall out and embarked on a war that we still feel today, and it was even better because Champa got injured for this to happen. Like, you never want anybody to be hurt. But if somebody does go down, this is how you take advantage. Do you remember that whole, oh, there's the copyright logo, so the show must be over, tease? <laughs> Love it. The controversial part is WWE didn't really know when to stop with this. It's brought us to the one final beat match. Happening during the pandemic, so it has to be given a slight pass, making it sort of cinematic was weird. And sure, it kind of did feel like this was one step too far. The irony. It's still not bad, although the fight itself is way too long, but let's not get carried away here. We were in the depths of the world stopping. Maybe there was just nothing else to do that hadn't already been done. It didn't help that WWE kept on saying, oh, they're never going to scrap again, and they did, but whatever. It is just a note at the end, and I still think we should redo this on the main roster, even with some foibles. It is an all-time rivalry. Number two, it really does start to shift, mostly because it set its own bar too high. Now, this would have happened to any promotion, but as 2019 rolls around, the level of expectation is so high, I don't think anybody in their right mind could have lived up to it. Even Adam Cole and Johnny Gargano at TakeOver Toronto have moments where they look like they don't know what to do, because they've already done everything. They've literally exhausted the move book. Not literally. There was just this need for classics all of the time, which could be why we started to lean on war games. It's a nice way to keep the momentum going, and it let people be crazy. The pandemic really does hurt as it was always going to, and this isn't a huge deal because listen to what we're saying. NXT was so good, eventually we all just had to go and take a break. No promotion in the world is going to be mad at that. It also led us to whatever NXT is today, and as already said, I like it. It is totally bonkers. Number one, that damn pandemic. So we talked about it a lot, and yeah, it was so detrimental it needs its own entry. Just to be a broken record, everybody suffered with this, but NXT feels like it got an extra boot because it was number three for WWE in a list of three. The Capital Wrestling Center revamp doesn't really work either and was just strange. It was clear we were trying to paper over the cracks here. Never clicks. It was also a way to manufacture atmosphere, which is not the way in wrestling. And by the time I saw that makeshift crowd banging on that Perspex glass for the umpteenth time, I was just done with it. Takeovers 2 take a hit, although anything with Adam Cole and Pat McAfee was a joy. And don't forget, Walter was just fantastic during all of this. He was the equivalent of what Bailey was doing on the main roster. They were lucky to have him. Should you actively go and watch this stuff again, though? No, don't do it at all for all the above reasons. In fact, let's never go through anything like this again. It absolutely ruined wrestling. But is NXT still badass? You bet it is. Have any other thoughts about what does happen when you binge watch NXT takeovers? Please make sure you do let us know in the comments below before you like the video, share the video, and subscribe. And please do click one of the videos on the screen to get a brand new list, which will be exciting. And you can follow us on social media at WhatCultureWWE and Simon316. And there's a website, damn it, WhatCulture.com. My name is Simon for WhatCulture. Thank you very much for joining me as always. And I hope you now go and watch NXT, because supporting wrestling is great. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. 
Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.